Good morning, y'all. This is Dana from DAS Financial Aid Consulting Services and Financial Aid Compliance Solutions. I'd like to welcome you into today's show. And I am talking today regarding the announcement from the Department of Ed regarding the repeal of the direct loan program subsidized usage limit restriction, also known in our financial aid world as SULA. Uh, this is going to have effects on all loans that are awarded with disbursement dates beginning on or after July 1st of 2021. So what this means is, is that we are no longer calculating subsidized usage limit, but we are still going to be calculating academic uh, loan academic years. So for example, if you have a student that is uh, going to be starting in a clock hour program that your academic year definition is 900 hours or higher, but let's just go with the 900 hours for the example to make it easier. And they're going into say, um, just for example, an aesthetics program that's only 600 hours in length you're going to still calculate the loan academic year for that loan that you are going to be awarding. Now, if you have a student who was a prior student and has an active academic loan academic year at a prior institution, you're still gonna be awarding them like you would normally award an overlapping academic year file, meaning that they would be limited to first year loan limits during the active loan academic year. So if they've already taken out a portion of a subsidized loan and an unsubsidized loan um, at a prior institution and that overlaps, the loan academic year end date overlaps with the start date at your institution, they're going to be limited on their loans for that overlapping time frame still. It's just the repeal of the direct loan program subsidized usage limit restriction is only applicable to say that the students are no longer limited on subsidized loans. Now, Having said that, just keep in mind though that you still have to look out for your aggregate loan limits, which if their aggregate subsidized loan limit as you know the student that's enrolling at your institution um, is close to or equal to that subsidized loan limit which is $23,000 then obviously that comes into play whether or not they're going to be sub eligible. The other thing that will come into play as well when you're awarding files is based on the student's estimated family contribution whether or not based on the needs analysis and the budget set up for that particular program uh, that they're enrolling in, whether or not they're going to be sub eligible. So I wanted to just make sure because this announcement came out by um, federal student aid on behalf of the department uh, back on June 11th. And uh, this week um, I had to award some files based on um, this announcement. And I will say that the announcement came out, but um, it wasn't actually um, just uh, 
for lack of a better word, it was it wasn't actually um, put out there on how descriptive wise how this was all going to work. Um, so there may be some loans out there that that um, have been awarded that disbursements will be on or after July 1st and and the subsidized usage, the SULA was factored in. And so what the department is gonna be doing with central processing systems is, is they're gonna be going um, back through um, the ICERs um, and going to um, code them accordingly for those that have been awarded is based on what the announcement had said. So if you, are an institution and you know that you have some files that have been awarded with uh, students that their start dates are on or after July 1st and they did not get sub loans, you may want to contact if you're using a third party service or, or if you do it in house, you're going to want to go back through those files and double check to make sure that um, those files, if they are now sub eligible based on the new um, guideline, the repeal uh, of the direct loan um, subsidized usage limit, that you're going to want to reaward that file and also um, make sure that the student is now aware that they are um, sub eligible. So that was uh, the, one of the big announcements that came out um, within the past week. And uh, again, I wanted to just make sure that I shared that with everyone. If you are a student and uh, you have received your uh, award letter or offer um, from your institution, and again, if you review it and you see that you're not uh, sub-eligible, just make sure that you contact your financial aid office. Just a question to make sure whether or not this uh, repeal um, affects you. And again, they'll be able to um, talk you through it and be able to um, reaward uh, the file if you um, are eligible for the subloan now. Uh, going forward, there are um, some other items that are going on um, and I just wanted to briefly touch on those as well. Um, for example, there was an announcement yesterday that was on Twitter from NASFA um, and it calls on the FSA to delay change in audit sampling method. And so that is something that is, um, NASFA has joined the National Association of the College and University Business Officers in a letter to the Federal Student Aid Chief Operating Officer, Richard Corday, uh, regarding FSA's proposed changes to the 2021 Office of Management and Budget, the OBM, or OMB, I should say. Uh, compliance supplement pointing to the disruptions colleges and universities experience Due to the coronavirus pandemic, the letter urges Corday to delay new requests for a single audit cycle until 2022. Um, so that is something that has just uh, been put out and um, waiting for a response regarding to that. And then there was something else that um, I just happened to see um, again on Twitter from NASFA with regards to um, new data shows almost all buyers borrowers taking advantage of the pause in the student loan payments, which I don't think that that's much of a surprise. Um, it, it goes on to say, and this article was written by Owen Doherty, um, the NASA staff reporter. Um, so if you um, are part of NASA, you're going to 
be able to access it. If you are on Twitter, you're going to want to follow uh, NASFA um, to get these updates. Um, but I, I try to provide them to you as best as I can. But um, basically, it just it says that no borrowers with direct loans uh, entered default during the previous quarter, as all but 500,000 borrowers were taking advantage of the federal forbearance period that paused payments and interest accrual on all federally held student loans, according to quarterly data released this week by the Office of Federal Student Aid. Um, the outstanding federal loan portfolio increased by $49 billion since this time last year and now stands at $1.59 trillion, held by just under 43 million borrowers. Um, as y'all know um, from my past podcasts, um, you know, th- this is student loan debt is just right now, I, I have to say it's out of control. Um, $1.59 trillion is uh, a figure I don't think anybody had uh, foreseen that this would occur. And uh, I just want to put out there that, again, um, if you are a individual that is a student loan borrower and uh, you currently are uh, taking advantage of this deferment or forbearance, uh, just remember that September 30th right now is the deadline Um, And then as of October 1st, your loans are slated to go into repayment status. And uh, you're going to want to make sure that you prepare yourself to go into repayment status. Now, you don't have to wait till the last minute, meaning the last date, September 30th, to go into repayment. Um, And you might want to contact your servicer sooner rather than later to talk to them about how repayment is going to be set up. Now, in last week's show, I did uh, discuss a little bit about um, there was an article that, again, was published out of NASFA. And uh, basically, they don't know how repayment is going to um, affect all of the borrowers and also institutions. Because uh, if borrowers don't start repaying in a timely fashion, these loans can go into default status. And just remember, cohort default rate will go against your institution. Um, And if you end up with a cohort default rate that is 40% or higher, then you uh, lose your Title IV eligibility. And uh, so at this point in time, um, I would say it would be better to, again, if you are a student, um, that is currently in uh, taking advantage of the forbearance period that you uh, start making arrangements uh, to figure out how you are going to start repaying these loans. Uh, the other subject I want to talk about is with regards to um, student loan forgiveness. As we know, the um, uh, Congress and uh, Senate are uh, talking about doing loan forgiveness. And this is just talk. Uh, There's a debate actually going on right now. And uh, part of this infrastructure uh, bill that they're trying to put together and uh, get passed, uh, somehow student loans ended up as part of this infrastructure, which I'm not quite sure how that qualifies as infrastructure, but that's a whole nother subject altogether. But there is a huge debate, and I will say that um, 
for the time being, don't hold your breath regarding uh, the loans being forgiven. I'm just going to put it out there because, as we know, our elected officials do a lot of debating. Um, They don't get a lot done. Um, Things do get forced through, um, as we know. But having said that, uh, right now, currently, um, there is no um, definitive uh, statement that has come down from our government saying that student loans will be forgiven. So again, if you are a student loan holder, um, you did promise to pay your student loans when you accepted them. And uh, again, I'm just going to go over the fact that it is taxpayer money um, and taxpayer money, you know, they loaned it to you um, in good faith. And now you need to return um, and begin paying um, those loans. And also, uh, as we know, or I will put it out there, uh, student loans cannot be discharged in a bankruptcy. So if for some reason you find yourself in a situation um, as a student that may have to claim bankruptcy, uh, just remember that student loans are not forgiven and the reason are dischargeable. And the reason why, again, is because it's federal money um, paid by the taxpayers um, that lend it to you. So um, that's just a little bit of information. again, regarding the student loans. And I wanted to just uh, make sure that uh, everybody is kind of up to date and um, on the same page. Now, if you have any questions whatsoever, uh, please feel free to direct them to me. Um, You can send me an email at danderson at dasfinancialaidconsultingservices.com. I am also on social media. You can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Dana Anderson, and you can um, send me a direct message. I'm more than happy to help anyone out who has questions. Um, Also, I'm on Facebook, um, and I have an actual page for DAS Financial Aid Consulting Services, and I do have a group page as well if you're interested in being part of the group. to the individual that has joined, uh, I, I'm not quite sure uh, what your name is. I love your handle. Uh, thank you very much for uh, tuning in live today. I really greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you um, also are interested, I have opened up a patron option on this show. And what's going to happen is, is that I'm going to start um, putting together some recordings um, for our show episodes, I should say. Um, for individuals that pay, are patron only. And these are going to be more um, informative, more teaching. Um, so if you're interested in becoming a patron, um, there's different levels I have set up so that you can um, get some special benefits as a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Um, if you'd like to be a patron, I'll do a shout out with you and you're welcome to come on to the show um, and ask some questions. Or if you're not comfortable coming in live, um, you can submit your uh, questions to me directly and I'll be more than happy to um answer those questions for you. Also, uh, if it's $5 a month, you can actually um, spend a little time with me one-on-one um, in a Zoom uh, at, uh, a Zoom call. And uh, we'll uh, talk about the questions that you have or um, any ideas that you may have um, with regards to what's going on in the world of financial aid. Um, and 
that goes up from there. And if you are um, an institution that is interested in becoming a patron, um, that would be like a member and you would be able to come live on the show. And also um, we would set up an advertisement for your school um, so that you can um, talk more about your school and what your school offers to those potential students. So that's a little bit about the show. And um, I just always, again, want to thank you all for uh, joining me. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful weekend here in uh, the Northeast. Um, and I hope everyone is enjoying this uh, weather. I do know down south you've got a tropical storm coming in um, in the New Orleans um, area. So for those of you that are um, in that area, um, thoughts go out to you and hopefully the the flooding won't be as so bad uh those of you that are in the west where uh the heat has been oppressive hopefully um you get a break there pretty soon and uh things will get a little bit better um out there weather-wise other than that i hope again everybody has a great day weekend uh as always thank you again for joining me and we'll talk again soon take care <music>